Welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece Calbanero, and I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy truly means. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Amen. My heart already feels like more settled and I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. Literally, Let's I'm like, do sure. I skip lunch? I'm so excited. Skip lunch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, first off, before we dive into the questions, um, I'm, we're going to do a little twist off right now, you guys. So, we have a very special guest in the house right now, right across from me. And instead of doing the joyful noise at the top of the episode like we usually do, I really just felt, you know what? Let me ask them what their joyful noise is and let's just go ahead and share it. So, I've already done a giant intro, but you guys, my best friend is in the house. I'm so happy that she is here. Tay, what's some joyful noise you could bring us right now dude literally the first thing that came to mind was our friend sarah and i love this because we could we both had like a glimpse of a teeny glimpse of how miraculous of a story this has been um and where do we start i know what's like the spark notes of her i there's so much true okay okay so we can backtrack to november of last year so 2021 2020 what no 21 okay so november 2021 sarah specifically was at a b3 retreat and had been believing to get pregnant but just had finally come to a point where she was able to verbally say i'm struggling with infertility yeah and it was um what just a couple of months ago her mom Actually, and we prayed specifically over her yes, at that retreat. Yes. And a couple of months ago, her mom, Deb, um, called and was like, we would do anything to have you here for the baby shower. I know, come and on. this is top of mind because Sarah's due in less than two weeks. And so just the story also, I think the joyful noise is the way that she walked through that season and just how much she grew in her faith and the testimony that she has now. And this is uh, also just a, such a huge glimmer. A couple of nights ago, she shared that this prayer and fasting of last year at her church, she was being prayed for to be pregnant, had not yet conceived. And now this January of prayer and fasting, she's praying over other moms in her seat. Just chills on chills on chills. And so to see how the Lord's using her story and now her beautiful story of faith to bless other women in her shoes is just like a few things fired me up more. Oh my gosh. You guys, I hold witness to that. Like she said, we literally were in that room with like 25, 30 girls, women, and we were just praying over each other. And Sarah specifically, we laid hands on her stomach and now she's about to have her baby boy. Mm -hmm. So praise God for that. That is some joyful noise. (laughs) See, that feels better. I'm like, we love kicking it off like this. (laughs) Um, Tay, if people are like, okay, who is this girl with the best Southern accent I've ever heard in my life? Will you just lay it down for the people who may not be following me and seeing you all over my social, who is Taylor and when and how did she find God? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I'll be 30 in March and the the older that I get, this question is like, oof, 
where do I begin? <laughs> but for the most part, born and raised in Alabama, um, went to college in Mississippi, ended up moving to Tampa, <laughs> a professional bodybuilder at the time, started a personal training business there, moved to Austin with a client where I met you. Yes, and And now I live in Nashville. I moved here in November of 2020, and I work as a personal trainer and a wellness coach. Amazing. As far as when I met God, you know, it's so funny. I feel like I get to know him more and more every day, Yes, especially this last year. Um, And the one thing about our relationship with God, I feel like it is the one relationship that will absolutely never be boring. Mm. Like there's always something to learn and there's always another level. Like you just continue to grow deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, But I was raised in church. I I was raised in a family of faith and so, so grateful for that. Um, But it's true. I have gotten to know the Lord deeper and deeper every year of my life and especially this last year. And and I hope that that continues to be my story, that I know him more and more every year. But I feel like I know him more than I've ever known him in my life, Um, especially after last year, just really finally understanding that. I am a beloved daughter of mm. the Most High King, and his opinion matters the most, and what how he sees me matters the most, and it doesn't matter what my job is, or what I look like, or what I'm doing or not doing. Like, I am a beloved daughter of the Most High King, period. Yeah, that's really good. I think what I love so much about what you said, prayer and fasting is happening right now. And this morning during prayer, Jess literally shared that. And she talked about, I wish we all would just know how beloved we are. Like we are so loved by God. Mm -hmm. And I think about like five-year-old Tay, like Mm -hmm. five-year-old Tay knew that she knew that she knew that she knew that she was so loved. And then all of these life experiences happen. And I'm preaching to not just us right here, but there's somebody on the other end right now who's like, dang it, holy moly, these life experiences rub up against us. And they try to just like take away the thought and the remembrance of, no, all I need is God. Everything else is overflow. Mm-hmm. And I love that you shared that so much because it, you're right. Like this is just the beginning of knowing that more and more and more and when it'll be 50 you'll be 50 and you'll say that again you know right yeah that is so cool I love that so you guys as Tay said we met um Tay and I met in our season in Austin which doesn't it feel like a lifetime ago now are we getting old or I literally was (laughs) typing this up and I was like not five years (laughs) I was like has it been that long crazy dude I know okay friends we're going on five years of friendship this year um and we've seen a lot like we've been able to be right locked arms with each other through Mm -hmm. many different seasons I'm talking like peaks of peaks and also some freaking terrible valleys Mm -hmm. you know some really dark dark valleys and there's so much um to that I think that God is so sweet that he gives us friendships like this that we Mm -hmm. get to walk through the ebbs and flows of all angles of life with um but I know that you just said right now that you have been learning so much in the last year you've Mm -hmm. also opened up on social about just how hard this last year has been for you. I get curious because I think a lot of people, especially as we blanket, like how confused we were from 2020 to 2023, we're like, wait, what? A lot of people do feel that way. And there's a lot that have happened 
that has happened in between, I get curious because I know that there is someone on the other side that's like, shoot, I'm, I'm walking through a hard thing right now. What did it look like for Tay to take care of Tay in a hard season? Yeah. It's so crazy that you start this question by explaining our friendship and our story and I've been thinking a lot lately about community and how important that is and was even talking to a wellness coaching client earlier about different um, levels of friendship. Like you have your living room people and then you have your kitchen people and then you have your pantry people, like your closest ones. And that has been you for me especially. And the first thing I would say without a doubt, like I would not have been able to walk through the year that I did without my friends and family and my people who are all in for all time yeah and that's one thing I I just feel so strongly that someone needs to make to know how important community is and and not wait to realize that how important it is when you're going through something hard Mm. it's like you just I truly don't know what I would have done without the people in my life yeah um but it, as far as taking care of, of me, um, and, and to give some context to, um, I am for sure the type of person who would rather keep everything in my diary and <laughs> with my pantry people without yes. telling the whole world. But I do th- think that it's important to voice that. Um, so a little context is that this time last year, I thought that I was about to get engaged. Yeah. And, um... I was getting ready to go on a trip and and really kind of thought it could happen on the trip. And after this trip, everything that I pictured as far as my life looking, it looked complete opposite. And so that's a little bit of context and a little um, snippet inside what I mean by a hard year. And as far as making sure that I was taking care of me, I... I definitely, aside from family and friends, have to say I was so grateful for Courtney, who was, she's a trauma-informed counselor, and um, I remember my first call with Courtney, and it was the, the first time that someone had been on the other end of the phone and said so much of what I finally felt like made sense. Like, mm. I had tried to voice this to so many people, of like, this is what I'm feeling, and no, I d- didn't feel like really anyone understood, and she w- she was finally able to help me to understand what was happening in my body and that my body was actually trying to help me, that it was in this survival mode and that it was trying to save me. And and once I learned that I could be on the same team with myself, everything changed from that point. And so it was this reminder of like, okay, your body is designed to keep you safe and Mm. everything that's happening right now is for you it's trying to protect you and once I got on board with that and had grace for myself and that I was really able to see more actionable things and tools that I could do to make sure I was taken care of and prioritizing sleep and obviously exercising and making sure I had water like the basic things um but also this balance of solitude and knowing when I needed to be around people and you know, as far as taking care of me, there there were also these moments where I felt like um, it, it was this urge, you know, to think like, oh, if I could just call him, everything would be okay. Like if I could just call him and have one more conversation, like 
it would really just fix everything. And then if I could zoom out a little bit, I'd be like, actually, that's what that's what my brain thinks that I need, but actually how can I invite the Holy Spirit into this moment and be that for me? Because I know that he can't fix it as much as my body and my mind and my heart thinks that he should or could. And really getting to lean into knowing Holy Spirit as comforter Mm. and Holy Spirit as counselor and There was a moment when I really had to zoom out and think like, okay, in this, it was a really hard day. And it's like, in this moment, what am I actually feeling? And when I got to the bottom of it, it was heart dumping and journaling. And I was like, okay, I I feel lonely and I feel, Mm. I feel afraid. I feel like I'm making this hard decision alone. And when I was able to recognize that and invite the Holy Spirit into that, rather than feeling like I needed to run to a particular person, yeah. it was it's through all of this, I've realized so much that there is nothing or no one that can satisfy outside of the presence of God. So good. That was a loaded question, but no. essentially, if I could recap it, it would be my community and my family having Courtney to teach me these tools and what was happening. And then the practical things of, yes, we are called to bring heaven to earth and have this heaven ever after perspective, but we're also called to steward what we have well. And I really was able to make practical steps in stewarding my body well and honoring what my nervous system was asking for. Yeah, And that would be the best advice that I have for anyone going through a hard season. Totally. Totally. I, appreciate you sharing all of that. And I know that people are blessed through you sharing your story. Um, there's so much that I want to like just cover on because you just dropped so much gold right (laughs) now, but as your best friend and someone who got to walk through that with you, um, I just am like so proud, like of all of the growth. And there are three standout things that you just said that I really want people to run with. And the first one that you said, it, and it, not in this particular order, but the first one that you talked about was just Holy Spirit, like inviting the Holy Spirit in to every like decision that you made. So it wasn't just your feelings on the table, but it was, okay, God, what do you actually say about this? Right. You know, I think we don't hear that enough in the Christian world. Like, what does that look like to invite the Holy Spirit? Like, no, for real, just start praying. Like, Holy Spirit, tell me what you want right now. Like, right. what should I do next right now? Yeah. I think that's huge. Like comforter, you're, that's so real. That's right. right you know, yeah. like he is that for us. Right. And then second, you talk about Courtney, like the importance of getting the help, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think so often we can think that no, we're good. We got it. We don't need the help. Um, we can do it on our own. But I think right. that the way that you have humbled yourself and just learned from her and how I've seen the growth unfold is just so commendable. Right. And I think a lot of people, um, like let's make that trending, you know, <laughs> like let's, yeah. let's get that yeah. going. Yeah. Um, and the last thing that you talked about was really taking care of you, like doing those daily things, like mm-hmm. making sure you're getting enough sleep and exercising and fueling your body and how much it just correlates to how you show up and you talk about this on your social if you guys want a health girly like she is all about this on her social so give her a follow look at all of that but man praise god you know even on top of that i will say like it's so much easier to sit here and say yeah and on those hard days it was acknowledging like 
the Holy Spirit was my counselor, but it, it didn't look nearly as pleasant as it sounds like I'm able to explain it right now. Like yeah. these are really hard days. And so I just want to speak to the girl who is really struggling. Like I yeah. feel that like there were days that man, like the pit in the stomach or just the days that you struggle to see vision for your life or will this ever end or will I ever get better? Like it was on those days that it mattered most that I knew Holy Spirit could be my comforter and nothing was going to satisfy outside of that. So much easier to talk about than actually be in that moment and say, I know that this is the only thing that can make me well. Yeah. Um, And even uh, you were talking about Courtney, that was a decision Also, in that first phone call, I remember her saying, Taylor, we're going to get you well, but there are so many other women on the other side of your healing that are going to matter way more. Mm. And it was this shift in my perspective of like, okay, this isn't even about me. This is about my future family who I know, thank God, will be so grateful that I did the hard work this year. And then I think about the women even listening to this podcast right now. I'm like, you were who it was for. Like, Mm. you were worth doing the hard work. And there's so many things we can grab for to band-aid, like things that will we think will make us feel better in the moment, but are you willing to really dig in and and be willing to do the work for someone else who's on the other side of your healing? And that's what mattered most to me. I started seeing the girls that I've mentored for years and I'm like, for them, like I'm going to, to make this investment with my time and with my money and with everything in me to do this hard work for them. And it's not just my story. It's going to be the ripple effect. That's really good. I love that you shared that because I think so often we can listen to an episode on any podcast about quote unquote healing and just think, man, they already got theirs. How in the world am I going to get mine? It looks so much easier for them. And what you just shared was so candid and it's real. And like, I remember so many moments where I was like, how, how can I help her? You know, like I just want to lift her up and out of the pit and Mm -hmm. just like stand right here, you know? But what I recognize if you're, if you know a friend who's going through a hard thing, like freaking intercede in prayer, Mm -hmm. like pray like you've never prayed before over them. And I promise you like things will shift from our prayers and like everything that you just said, I, you did the work, you know? Yeah. And even from if there are, is a friend listening who sees another friend going through a hard time, like I, you just have to know how grateful I am for your prayers and your consistency and truly loving me well and being all in for all time and I think if we're speaking to any set of friends those would be the the key things is prayer and consistency and like I truly like wouldn't have made it through this year without those people in my life you being one of them yeah I just love you and I would do that again. You know? <laughs> um, we're gonna get just all the emotions out here oh man um So based off of everything that we just talked about, I mean, even not 
to the scale of what you just shared, but even in Austin, living in Austin, there were hard things that Mm -hmm. came up and there were just like different moments in our life where we're like, dang, this sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, it is not always beautiful and it is not always quote unquote, the world's joyful or the world's happy. Um, you are one of the most resilient people that I know the way that you stand back up after trials and hard conversations and things that you have navigated that aren't pleasant. Like you just stand back up in a way that I don't see a lot of people stand back up. I get so curious because I have actually never asked you this question, but the way that you greet everything with love too, despite how you might be feeling like love for the other person, even though you might be in disagreement with them, love for the situation and how you can make it better. Like, I don't know, your perspective is unmatched. Mm-hmm. I get curious, like, have you always been that way since you were as young as you can remember? What has that looked like? That's such a good question. Um, I think most recently what I have admired most about other people that I've seen that in, it's it's way less about how many hard things they go through, but way more about how they get back up after the hard thing. Mm. And even you think about the most successful people in life, it's not whether they've gone through hard things or not. It's how they fight their battles and get back up. And so I don't say that about myself, but that's what I admire and and seek to be like as far as what I've observed in other people's life. Yeah. Um, I will say the the turning point for me in this conversation or this topic, if you will, um, really surrounds my parents' divorce. Mm. Um, Like I mentioned in the beginning, I was raised in a Christian home, amazing family of faith, and so... After 30 years of marriage, um, my parents were going through a divorce, and I was so confused by it. And I remember having a conversation with my life coach, and it was this realization that a lot of times we put people on pedestals, whether it be our parents or a pastor or a close friend or a relationship. We tend to put people on these pedestals and assume that they're perfect or they're any um, another level than we are. And it was this moment especially with my parents that I realized like, wow, like my parents are still just people. Mm. And if I can see my mom as a daughter of the most high king and my dad as a son of the most high king and really understanding that they are truly doing the best that they can. Yeah. Um, that shifted for me and it started, I just was able to show so much more grace Mm. for them, especially, but even, The example of an ex-boyfriend, you know, like, I know that he, like, would never have done anything to intentionally say, I want her to go through this year. Right. Like, I know that he did the best that he could, and he is still doing the best that he can. Yeah. And being able to look at people as sons and daughters of the Most High King doing the best that they can. Mm. There's so much freedom in in not being resentful or blaming or pointing fingers. Like, at the end of the day, we're all really, I believe, doing the best that we can. 100%. 100%. I think what you just said, too, encompasses so much of what I visually see as just rivers and rivers of grace that you're just pouring in and through. And it isn't just like this end, but a river that runs. And I feel like that same grace gets poured back into you and you don't even realize that you're not doing it for that way. But because 
because you are extending it in every direction of your life that ends up being yours too. And I love that so much because again, it's just people focused, you know, Mm -hmm. like it isn't about us. Um, what would be your best advice to our friend who like wants to carry that same perspective too, and maybe didn't walk through that same hard season as like a parent's divorce to have that shift happen? That's such a good question. (laughs) Uh, The best example I can give is, um, I was driving home for Christmas. So I live in Nashville now. My family is still in South Alabama, all of them. And I, Again, like it brings me to tears because I, my family has showed up for me this year and I love them so much. And going home before getting there, I was so excited and practicing my I am statements. I am present and (laughs) I am patient and am intentional. That's good. And I was driving back to Nashville after Christmas and was getting ready to get off the exit and I just burst into tears. Mm -hmm. I was so upset with myself, no matter how hard I tried to be present and intentional and patient, I still fell short. Mm -hmm. And it was this overwhelming feeling of God, no matter how hard I try, I'm never going to be perfect at it. And it was in this moment that I realized I don't have to be. And Jesus died on the cross so that we can live in freedom from our sins and our shortcomings. And we, yes, are always going to fall short. And we do our best, but understanding there is grace because Jesus died to save us from that. And so with that example, I would say recognizing the sacrifice on the cross is like we do our best because we are so loved and because Jesus loves us so much that he died for us and having that that is so humbling of like thank goodness we don't have to live up to that because we can't it's impossible (laughs) but we get to live in this freedom and this grace because we are so loved and the lord says love me with all your heart with all your mind with all your soul and with all your strength and love your neighbor as i have loved you and i'm like oh thank goodness if jesus can love me on my worst days please help me to love my neighbor on their worst days too that's good that's good i really love that you shared that scripture too because that's one that I have written down on a note card and I just look at it every day because I'm like, that's the greatest command. Mm -hmm. Like that is what we are called to do. And if we do exactly that, then well done, good and faithful servant when we get to the other side, right? Like that's what it's all about. And and guys, I just want to encourage you to like, when you grasp hold to everything that Taylor just said, if you have to rewind it two minutes to just hear it back one more time, this perspective, this pair of eyes, if you choose to look through these, like that exact lens, if you will, your life will change and you will just see things so much differently. And I feel like the blessings, like the way that they come and the more aware you are to them, it's like 10x, you know? And I'm sure that you, you're a queen of that, a queen of marking all of the moments that you see God moving. I think it's no accident that you have the perspective that you do and you see the blessings that you do because you're looking from a different angle. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I love that so much. People often tell me how much they struggle with discerning God's voice in their own life. And that's a heavy one. Every time I get a question in the DMs or something like, how do you hear God's voice? Um, 
we have two different episodes that you can go back to and listen to that kind of touch on that one with Michaela and then one that's called disconnecting um, from anxiety and tuning into the voice of God. But I, I get so curious with you, Tay, because like you said, this last year, there have been moments of darkness where you may have not seen or feel God in the way that you did the year prior. What did that look like to lean in and on God in those moments when you couldn't hear him and you couldn't feel him? Yeah, it's such a great question. Um, <clears throat> the best way that I can explain, and I would say this to people, I'm like, I feel like I'm in the middle of the ocean drowning and and all I have is a, a piece of a boogie board, like not even a whole boogie board, just like a, a little piece of a styrofoam boogie board. And that is how I felt all the time. And so specifically through music, I would be able to paint these pictures in my mind. And I remember one specifically, it's called Lean Back, actually. And all of this, the Lord speaking to me, you are a beloved daughter. I just imagined being little girl Tay again, mm-hmm. crawling up into my father's arms and, and not just my earthly dad, but the father who holds the world in his hands. And he is as far as from the east as from the west. And he's sovereign. And the same God who created the mountains and the ocean and the sunrises and sunsets, that same God holds me in the palm of his hands. And I just would imagine leaning back into his loving arms and so taking myself out of the ocean it, with the the styrofoam where the waves felt like they were crashing and that I would go underwater and struggle to catch my breath I just imagined getting to lean back in his loving arms and saying God I trust your love for me mm-hmm. God I trust your love for me God I trust your love for me and there was another song it's called Closing Distance and it essentially talks about closing the the distance with God through praise. Mm. And I would do my best to just sing and worship and rejoice, even if I didn't feel happy in the moment. And there's a part of that song that says, take my hand and show me once again the life I meant to live. Oh, come on. And I, I just kept saying, God, take my hand and show me once again the life that I meant to live because my picture for what life was supposed to look like, it it wasn't it. And I, yeah. I know I've shared this so many times, but it's been so hard. It was so hard to dream and have vision for my life. And so really in those moments, crying out to him and, and just trusting his love for me and knowing that he had me, even though there were moments that I would lose sight of that. It's kind of like Peter walking on water, you know, yeah. as long as your eyes are fixed on the Lord, I knew that he had me in his, in the palm of his hands. And so yeah. that constant reminder, I mean, my Spotify playlist is as complete evidence of just falling asleep to these songs. And even when the voice of the enemy sounded louder than any other voice. I could blast these songs. And when I couldn't find the words myself, I could let those words wash over me. Um, And really creating moments of solitude to, to read the word, even if it didn't feel like something I wanted to do. I wanted his truth to be the heaviest on my heart and written on my heart so that I knew I was walking in truth and able to recognize the lies of the enemy when they came. Yeah. So really being equipped in 
And what was I fixing my mind on? What am I allowing myself to listen to really guarded my heart and what I was allowing myself to watch and the people that I was spending time with. Um, And it says, the word says, guard your heart above all else. And I knew that I was in a vulnerable season Mm -hmm. and more susceptible for the enemy to sneak in through any crack of the door. And I, I really did my best to refuse any leeway with that of saying, no, I'm I'm not giving you any space because right. I, I I really I it all came down to trusting the Lord's love for me and knowing that the healing was coming and not just a band-aid on the situation but really like digging in. Right, right. Holy moly, all of that is so powerful. And there's so much, what I love about everything that you just shared is there's so much tactical in there. And you guys like the playlist. If you don't have a playlist yet, that's just all worship music. One, do that because it is game changer. And what's really cool is when you're able to reflect on those songs where it just brings you back to those moments, but then you come from a different lens of like, thank you God that you got me through that. Now I'm listening to the song in a completely different way. Those songs that you just said too, those are on mine. I love both of those so much and they're so, so good. Um, And the second thing that I really want to highlight that you just talked about too, that I admire is I shared this on my Instagram story the other day, but some like this thought got downloaded as I was walking and it was sometimes your hands and feet have to move before your mind does. Mm -hmm. And I love that you shared the scripture, guard your heart, guard your soul, because I think that I I literally was thinking of that exact thing as you were about to say it, because I think there's something there. Like sometimes the enemy can have a grip on our mind and try to trick us and tell us things that are not the truth. But it says guard your heart, right? Guard your heart. So our hearts are like the closest thing to God. And I just think sometimes in the moments where we don't feel like it, because our mind is actually telling us that we don't feel like it. We don't feel like playing the worship music. We don't feel like picking up the word. It is those very things that we have to do in order to get to a better place right and so that's why you have to have these like actions and Tay has taken so much action with her hands and her feet to move and do the thing that she didn't feel like necessarily doing so I want to highlight that because I think we get really confused on our feelings and what God says you know Mm -hmm. our feelings are so misleading and so I think that's why it's so important to have the word and constantly be inviting the Holy Spirit and worshiping worship music is just game changer and one of the the best perspectives that I would love to invite any listener to have is what really helped the most was being able to zoom out and say like I know that this is what I think I want or need in this moment but five years from now what will Tay be glad that I did Five years from now, what will my family be glad that I did? And in re- taking flight, Isaiah 40, it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite scriptures. And um, trusting in the Lord, and he will renew your strength. And, and mounting up on wings like eagles. So if you can zoom out of your current situation and say, okay, I know that this is what I think that I want right now. If I can take flight and have a bird's eye view of this picture, what will I be grateful I did five years from now? That's really good that's so powerful zoom out y'all and see the bigger picture that very line I think is going to save some people too because I think we can just have this fixated what's happening right now this instant gratification world that we live in but it's like man 
I don't know who needs to hear this, but we need you here. Mm-hmm. We need you here. Zooming out five years from now, how big is that thing actually going to be? Like, yeah. keep going. Yes. Press forward. Do not give up. Mm-hmm. I just. Yeah. You know, also, uh, this is the last thing I'll say about this, but this totally put it in perspective to me. There's that uh, verse in Timothy that says, you haven't been given a spirit of fear, but one of power and love and a sound mind. But right before that, Paul is talking about, he said, your faith has been built on your grandmother, Lois, I think her name was, and your mother, I'm not even going to try to remember her name, (laughs) but Timothy wouldn't be Timothy without his grandmother and his mother. Come on. And I started thinking, oh, frick, like, I want to be Grandma Lois, you know, like, even thinking about your children's children, and I know that may be such a wild thought for some people, but. It's so important to recognize, like, what is the legacy that you're leaving? You know, it's not just about me and you. Right, right. And something that you touched on earlier in the episode was so much of what I believe you are doing, which is being a generational curse breaker. Like, there are certain things that you have seen that you want to change and you're taking action on. And that will be a ripple effect, as you said earlier. And someone's got to hear it. The same thing that you're deciding tomorrow morning that you are Mm. going to do, that's going to change the trajectory of all of your families I'm talking generations upon generations Mm -hmm. beyond what you can even see like we have that ability in the palm of our hand right now yes and it's up to us to do something about it I know we both love this quote but every decision you make is a vote toward the person that you're going to become and so even looking at like okay what what is what am I voting toward with this decision 100% it all adds up Mm -hmm. too that's so good All right, Tay, there's so much gold here. (laughs) Holy moly. Um, I cannot leave the show without asking the question that I ask every single guest. And I'm so curious to know, because I've never asked you this before either, but what does joy mean to you? This is such a good question. I know I've said that for every question (laughs) that you asked, but it's true. Um, You're incredible at what you do. Oh my gosh. so, you know, um, yeah, you know, if I had to say one thing that I learned that I didn't understand before about joy is that grief and gratitude can coexist mm. and and joy can still exist in the midst of hard seasons. And, you know, I used to growing up, I had this, I had a, like one of those chalk paint boards that you, a DIY all the rage back in those days, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it said it had the fruits of the spirit on there, the fruit mm. of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. And even from a young age, I remember waking up every morning and seeing that on my wall and saying, I walk in love and joy and peace and all of these fruit, fruits of the spirit. But what I understand now is that joy is actually a byproduct of doing life with God. Mm. It's it's a byproduct of being in relationship with God. And John 15 talks about he is the vine and we are the branches and remain in me and I'll remain in you. And all he asks of us is to be with him and abide in him. And then the fruit, we shall bear that fruit. Yeah. So it, 
I think so often we focus on bearing the fruit that joy is when actually God just says, hey, you're my beloved daughter. Would you lean back in my loving arms? Will you take my hand and let me show you once again the life that you're meant to live? Like, will you trust my love for you? And that's all he asks us to abide with him and remain in him. Yeah. And the fruit of that is yes. it's a byproduct that we get is the joy. That is really good. That is really good. And it goes back to even what I'm thinking is the greatest command, right? To love God. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, when you love God, you will experience joy no matter the trial. And I think you're a living testament too of James 1 too. Like through every trial and tribulation that you walk through, consider it joy. You know, like I've seen you firsthand continue to reach for all of the different things to give praise to God for in some of your hardest seasons, you know, you are choosing gratitude and experiencing joy through that. And I think that that's why it goes so much hand in hand and how you hear this so often is like, you often don't hear joy without the word gratitude, Mm -hmm. like somewhere in the mix of that, you know? Right. Yeah. And you are one of the most grateful people that I know. Like you are grateful for this life. Let's all get more grateful like Tay, come on. I will say if I was talking to the girl who is like, okay, but that feels impossible right now. Yeah. Choosing joy in the midst of something really difficult. I really think it comes down to understanding God's love for you. That he sees you as precious, that Psalm 139, if you haven't read it, like he knit you together in your mother's womb and he has gone into your future to prepare the way and he's gone into your past to spare you from that and he is with you and before you and beside you and he's got you and he loves you and you are his beloved. You are precious to him. And my biggest prayer is that if you're struggling to see how he sees you, ask him to show you. Like God, show me how you see me. Show me what you say about me help me to see and hear your words and your thoughts and what you say because I know that you created me on purpose for a purpose and that's my biggest prayer is really understanding for anyone listening for you to know God's love for you and to trust that his love is good and to like the word says there is no fear in perfect love and God's love for you is perfect so will you trust his love for you yeah That's really good. Tay, I know that this episode blessed many, and it's going to continue to bless people beyond what we'll be able to see. Um, We need to know how in the world do we stay connected? (laughs) Your overflow, too, is dripping. Like, you know, she is in her word, y'all. The amount that's just (laughs) spewing from her. The, The thing that I love most about you and something that I admire is how great of a teacher you are. I know you are going to step back into that in whatever you do. So friends, if you're not following her on social yet, you need to be because she's going to continue to just expand wherever, whatever God's calling her to do. And I'm excited to see what that is. I know she's going to teach in some capacity. Um, cause I know that she taught y'all today <laughs> on something. Let that all be a word. So how can we show up for you, Jeff, your social, any courses, all that jazz? Right now, I'm most active on Instagram. It's Taylor Jordan Fit, T A Y L E R Jordan Fit. Um, for the most part, I have 
virtual and in-person personal training and wellness coaching clients, which is a holistic approach to true wellness and a method of what it looks like to be truly well. (laughs) Um, And so Instagram is the best way to stay connected at the moment. Awesome. Well, Tay, thank you so much for being here. It feels like the first of who knows how many times. I know. Thank you for having me. Please excuse my voice. I have lost it a bit since we recorded that episode with Taylor and I. But my goodness, you guys, the enemy doesn't want me to say this. So I'm going to say it. (laughs) This is amazing. If you love this episode, if there was a part of the episode that resonated a ton with you, my goodness, shoot me a text. Let me know what that part was. We'd love to speak into it more. You can shoot me a text at 615-813-4813. You can follow me on social at C-C-A-L-B-O-N-E-R-O and you can follow That's Joy the Podcast on Instagram as well. If you guys have not yet subscribed, rated, or reviewed, you know that that's the biggest way that you can give me a virtual hug. So thank you in advance for doing that. And this is the part the enemy doesn't want me to say because my voice is literally about to give out. Friends, if you have even the smallest desire to meet the creator of the universe, or if you've already been saved but you aren't really free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty with me and so many others. There's an abundance here. There is an overflow here. And there is so much joy to be had here. God is for you. He's waiting for you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you. And friend, I am so proud of you. If you just made this decision, I'd love to know you. Shoot me a text to the number in the show notes so I could pray for you. I love you. God loves you. And until next time, we'll talk next time with a full blown voice back. Thank you so much for being here.